from iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case Roe v. Wade, starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. DeLorean Podcast. I am your host, Mike De Niro, and this is Making an Impact. It has been quite a while since we got back to you guys, so with the return of the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast, it's only right that we pick up where we left off and we talk about TNA Impact 2005, Turning Point Pay-Per-View, and all the fallout from the week afterwards. Before we get to the show, though, I want to thank all our followers from all over the world. Thank you for subscribing to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Thank you for following on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. This podcast is made possible and stays alive because of your donations. So I want to thank all the beautiful people out there who donate to this podcast on a weekly basis. Thank you so much. If you would like to donate to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast, then please... Whatever you can, it all helps. It all makes this possible. Hit me up on Cash App at dollar sign B-I-N-E-R-O-2194. Thank you so much. Let's get into this big, big show. Like I said, we're back full time. I made an announcement on the Instagram this past Sunday that there's going to be a lot more Impact content coming to the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. We're going to give you the details on that soon where we're going to be diving deep into the Asylum years and talking about the current product. A lot of good things happening. The Rebellion pay-per-view is fantastic. Kenny Omega's the champion. But we're not talking about that. This right here is making an impact. We are going to be talking about the 2005 era of TNA and the Turning Point pay-per-view, which was one of the best pay-per-views of 2005 for TNA. I really think that this was TNA's show of the year. A lot of people like to say that it's Unbreakable or Bound for Glory or even Genesis. But honestly, it's going to be hard-pressed to find a show more brutal, more violent, and more action-packed than TNA Turning Point 2005 from December 11th. Let's get into the show. At this time, TNA always started out one of these pay-per-views with an amazing video package. And this was no different hype package that really gets you into the show. The show starts out... In ring with the barbed wire massacre, we see the pyro, the pyro go off, and the ring is already wrapped in barbed wire. 
This is going to be absolutely brutal, and what a way to start off the show. Sabu versus Abyss in TNA's first ever barbed wire massacre. This was absolutely historic, brutal, violent, and just insane. Sabu and Abyss tore each other to shreds in this matchup. It wasn't a long matchup, but it was action-packed, and it got the job done. What a way to start off this show. Sabu picks up the victory when he sandwiches Abyss in a bed of barbed wire and hits him with a leg drop. Freaking nuts. Abyss is torn to shreds. His arm needs stitches. It's bleeding profusely. Sabu is bleeding profusely. This was just insane to the likes of what that TNA Impact crowd has never seen before. This is a historic matchup, like I said. What a way to start off the show. I'm giving this 4 out of 5 stars. Because it wasn't just a violent garbage match. They had good storytelling as well in this matchup. With Abyss facing his fears and overcoming his fear of barbed wire. And Sabu being the king of the no-roll barbed wire matchup. So like I said, I really enjoyed this matchup. 4 out of 5 stars. Sabu picks up the victory in this one. The one problem about starting this show, though, with a barbed wire massacre is the time that it takes now to take the barbed wire off of the ring ropes. So you have a lot of stalling for time after this first matchup. I understand why it had to be first, because it will be a lot of stalling for time to set this match up in the middle of the show. So you might as well get this out of the way. So we got a lot of video, video package here. We got a lot of talking with Don West and Mike Tanay. We got a couple promos here. A promo from the 4 Live crew. Talk about their matchup tonight with Team Canada. We got more video packages. We got a rundown of the show. We got a video package for Rhino. It was about maybe like 10 minutes of just stalling here on this pay-per-view so they could remove the ropes. And after a while, because they are not going back to the ring, Mike Tanay even says that they're removing the barbed wire from the ropes because... I mean, people were starting to probably question. If you're watching this on pay-per-view and you don't know the process, you're probably like, hey, what the hell? Where, where's the next match? Why is there so much talking? But that's basically why. Next on the show, we got Alex Shelley and Roderick Strong versus Austin Aries and Matt Bentley in a tag team match. All four great X-Division wrestlers here. This was pretty good. Nothing special. This definitely doesn't touch the Elevation, not Elevation X, the Elimination X matchup or that crazy six-man X-Division matchup from a couple weeks ago on Impact. But still a good matchup with a lot of talent in the ring. Austin Aries and Matt Bentley pick up the victory here. Next, we get Alpha Male Monty Brown promo. Jeff Jarrett interrupts, which is the usual now with Monty Brown promos. The following Impact, we get... Uh, conclusion to that, but here, Jeff Jarrett's just basically saying Monty Brown needs to keep his eye on the ball. Needs to take out Christian Cage tonight. Raven versus his mystery opponent here. Handpicked by Larry Zabisco. Oh, by the way, the Roger Strong Alex Shelley match, I'm giving that a two and a half out of five that. Two and a half out of five stars. Damn it, I can't talk. Two and a half out of five stars. Good matchup. So, here we get Raven versus a mystery opponent handpicked by Larry Zabisco. That mystery opponent is none other than Chris Cannon, who on this show just went by Cannon, or Chris K, I think it was, which everyone knows Cannon, everyone knew it was Chris Cannon, and Chris Cannon has a lot of ties with Raven, so that's really cool to see them keep on bringing in people from Raven's past. If you remember, at Genesis, it was PJ Polacco, the former Just Incredible, 
Here is Cannon. This was a fun matchup. Raven picks up the victory. I like this matchup better than Raven versus Just Incredible. Chris Canyon is one of the unsung heroes of wrestling. He was a very talented wrestler who just was gone too soon. God rest his soul. Really good matchup, though. Raven picks up the victory. Two and a half out of five stars. Next, we got the four live crew versus Team Canada. Four on four. This was a good matchup. And then at the end, we got the big the big swerve because Conan turns heel, finally. He hits Kip James with the chair. Then he hits BG James with the chair. Team Canada picks up the victory. Ronda Truth Killings is just confused as hell. Conan, he is on his own now. He doesn't need the, the I was going to say the James gang, but he doesn't need the four live crew. He wants out. He doesn't trust anybody. Next, the Diamonds in the Rough promo, which leads to the base brawl. The base brawl, which was Sanjay Dutt, Chris Sabin, and Dale Torbor versus the Diamonds in the Rough, Elix Skipper, Simon Diamond, David Young, with Bobby the Brain Heenan on commentary for the first time in years, Johnny Damon in the crowd, and AJ Pruszynski as the special enforcer. So there's a lot of baseball ties here. This matchup was okay. It was nothing too special. Team TNA picked up the victory here. Uh, would help with Johnny Damon. But, yeah, this wasn't too special. Just a spectacle. AJ Pruszynski gets involved. Johnny Damon gets involved. Dale Torborg looks like he didn't progress at all since he was the Kiss Demon. This was pretty much just there and filler for the show. Cool to get some big names in the sports uh, baseball industry in there. And cool to see Bobby the Brain Heenan back on commentary for sure. Next we get one of the main events of the night. Christian Cage versus Monty Brown. This was a really good matchup. Like I, I can't stress enough how... Monty Brown is just so underrated in this era and how he had untapped potential and TNA really should have pulled the trigger on him. He really is a star in this era here. Christian Cage picks up the victory, though. He is the new guy coming in, so I guess this is what people talk about with TNA constantly putting their homegrown talent down with new guys coming in. But Christian Cage definitely busted his ass in this matchup, and they had a really good matchup with good chemistry, I might say. I give this 3 out of 5 stars. Next, we get Team 3D versus AMW tables matchup. Now, when it was announced on TNA Impact, I thought that this matchup was announced for the tag team titles. Because Team 3D wins this matchup. It's a crazy brawl, right? Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't, don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being... I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts. 
powerful as Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. They win this matchup. They win the tables match, but they're not crowned the tag team champions. This was a non-title matchup, which was not made aware at all. The, the last couple of weeks of Impact, they do not talk about that at all. We're not told that this is a non-title matchup. It is believed that Team 3D is facing AMW in the tables match for the Tag Team Champions. So when they won the, the match, I expected Team 3D to be crowned the champions, but they weren't. So that, that kind of was a little strange if you ask me. I gave this matchup a 2 out of 5 stars. It was just a big brawl. And I think that the... The lack of a title victory here was... It was just a little confusing here. Next was my match of the night. And damn sure could be my match of the year for TNA. I know 2005. If anything... If anybody says that the match of the year for 2005 and TNA was not the Unbreakable 3-Way. They will have your head on the silver platter. But... Honestly... Go back and watch AJ Styles... Versus Samoa Joe for the X Division Champion here at Turning Point. And tell me that that match does not hold up as one of the best matches in TNA. This was an absolute intense, brutal battle. Samoa Joe was just absolutely intense. Everything had a high impact. Everything looked so snug and just so brutal. AJ Styles' face... In the beginning of this matchup is just destroyed. Samojo kicks him right in the face and splits his lip open. He kicks him out the ring. AJ Styles is having a real hard time trying to match the brutality that Samojo's bringing. But Joe is just way too much for AJ Styles in this matchup. AJ Styles has some really good spots in this matchup. But Samoa Joe is just, like I said, on a whole nother level. And just absolutely brutalizes AJ Styles for about 20 minutes here. Samoa Joe picks up the victory. He's the new X Division champion. After making AJ Styles pass out to the Coquina Clutch. And then after this, he continues to attack AJ Styles. Wiping his blood on the same towel as the towel with the Christopher Daniels blood. This leads to Christopher Daniels returning and he fights off Samoa Joe. Christopher Daniels is returning from a concussion. He fights off Samoa Joe, but still, it's just too much. Because the Samoan submission machine right here is just absolutely on a whole nother level here. Samoa Joe's DX Division Champion now. And like I said, if you say that this matchup does not hold up as the matchup of the year for TNA, I want you to go sit and watch both these matchups one after another. Watch the Unbreakable 3-Way and then watch this matchup and tell me, tell me that this doesn't at least match the Unbreakable 3-Way. Because, God, this shit was just insane. Four and a half out of five stars. I loved this matchup. Next, we get Rhino versus Jeff Jarrett for the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. This is the main event of the show. Honestly, this matchup was good. It was a wild brawl with so much interference. I just don't think that this matchup should have been main event. I know it's the world title. 
But Samoa Joe and AJ Styles just tore the roof out off the fucking place. And then you're going to have this matchup come on right after. The crowd was dead. It didn't matter how many crazy spots they tried to fit in with Rhino and Jeff Jarrett. The crowd was dead. Samoa Joe and AJ Styles just really blew the roof off the place. That should have been the main event. But I understand why he didn't want to make the main event because of the post-match segment. Anyway, Jeff Jarrett wins the matchup with a lot of interference from Team Canada, with interference from AMW, with interference from Gail Kim. And afterwards, they continue to beat down on Rhino until the lights go out and a scorpion appears on the Titantron. And we have... The lights go back on. We have a steel chair with a bat and a trench coat in the ring, signifying only one man, the icon Sting, coming to TNA. Everybody runs off. The show goes off the air with the Scorpion appearing on the screen and the whole crowd going absolutely apeshit. I understand why this is a great way to end the show and not having this in the middle of the show because you want to have the great match at the end. But I do think that that match was hurt by the crowd being dead because of how much they were invested into Samoa Joe and AJ Styles. But I do think that it got picked up towards the end, and I think that the post-match segment definitely helped out. Samoa Joe versus AJ Styles, like I said, my match of the night. Rhino versus Jeff Jarrett, I give it a 2 out of 5 stars. This show is really good. I'm giving it a total of 3.5 out of 5 stars. I really enjoyed it. I don't think it was better than Genesis. But this was one hell of a great show. One hell of a great show. Really good. Really sets the tone for what's to come in TNA as well. So, after this show, I want to talk about the fallout. TNA Impact, December 17th, 2005. The following Saturday, it's the TNA Turning Point recap. We get... Jeff Jarrett, he's out. He wants to know about Sting. He's asking around. He said, he's asking uh, Mike Tanay. He says Mike Tanay has all the answers. He has all the details. He wants to know about Sting. Mike Tanay has nothing to tell him. Jeff Jarrett says, well, if TNA wants a war tonight, we go to war. And the commentary booth is just very confused by what that means. Samoa Joe then comes out. And while Jeff Jarrett's walking to the back, Samoa Joe and Jeff Jarrett have a face-off. And you have the X Division Champion and the NWA World Champion facing off here. First time we have an interaction between Joe and Jarrett. And it's getting people hyped to see if Joe is on Jarrett's side, if Joe is his own man. But anyway, Samoa Joe, his matchup here, he goes against the debut of a very young Jay Lethal. These two have a history in Ring of Honor. These two were a tag team in Ring of Honor. They were feuding in Ring of Honor. So I expect the good things from this matchup, and it did deliver. Jay Lethal really showed why he was going to be a top star in the future, but this is not his time. This was Samoa Joe's time. Samoa Joe picks up the victory against Jay Lethal. Really good matchup. Three out of five stars. Really good. It wasn't just a squash match. Joe has a way of making his opponents look really good, but also making himself looking even better. So that's really cool to see. Next, we get a backstage promo with Ronda Truth Killings and Conan. Conan saying that he did what he'd been needing to do. He doesn't trust Kip James. He doesn't trust BG James. But he has no problem with Ronda Truth Killings. Ronda Truth Killings says that he doesn't know if he could trust Conan, though. And he's sick of being in the middle. He just got to do his own thing. And Conan feels like he is being disrespected by Ronda Truth. But he's like, you know what? I'm going to get this. I'm going to fix this. I'm going to fix this. 
Next, we get a match between Matt Bentley and Alex Shelley. This was a good matchup, but during the matchup, the story was Shannon Moore was on top of the entranceway with the sign that says the X Division needs to get punked. This is Shannon Moore's debut. He's here. We got uh, what's called TNA security trying to get him down and telling him he has to leave. It's uh, act, They act like he's not signed to the uh, promotion yet. He's just making this appearance here. But this leads to Shannon Moore joining the X Division. And this is cool that they do this spot because they show that anything can happen at any time here in TNA. At the end of the match, though, Alex Shelley picks up the victory. He beats Matt Bentley. This was a pretty good matchup. But like I said, the story was Shannon Moore on the entranceway. Jeff Jarrett, he's in the back. He's talking to AMW. He's telling them to prepare for war. He's telling them if they've seen Alpha Male Monty Brown, he wants to have a conversation with Monty Brown tonight in the ring. Gail Kim interrupts and says that she needs to talk about Jackie Gata to Jeff Jarrett now and why is she even here. Jeff Jarrett keeps blowing her off and saying that they can't talk about it now. There's too much important business to take care of tonight. And this is not one of them. Next, we get a promo from a stitched up abyss from his violent barbed wire massacre match with Sabu. James Storm calls out Rhino. He says that Rhino's next on the hit list for abyss. But while he's talking, we got Scott D'Amour tells James Storm that they have business to discuss. Next, we get Rhino versus a debuting Joe Doring which I thought was very ironic being that the current product of Impact, Rhino's in the team with Joe Doring, violence by design with Eric Young and with Cody Diener. And they had one hell of a match at the pay-per-view rebellion this past Sunday. So it was really cool to see Rhino and Joe Doring here. Rhino picks up the victory, though. He hits the gore pretty quickly on Joe Doring. Then he cuts a promo saying that anybody could get it. He's coming after everybody. He's the war machine. We go to the back. Larry Zabisco says that at final resolution, he will pick one more mystery opponent for Raven. And this time, if Raven loses, then he will be fired. But if he picks up the victory, then he proved himself and he will get what he's been crying for. He'll get a title shot. Next, we get Diamonds in the Rough versus Team 3D. Team 3D picks up the victory here. But during the matchup, we got Dave Hebner who is taking notes, and no one knows if it's either Dave Hebner or Errol Hebner here making their debut because they're twins, and he's taking notes. So a lot of debuts here, a lot of newsworthy stuff coming out of this episode. Team 3D picks up the victory. This show ends with Planet Jarrett in the ring. It's Jeff Jarrett, AMW, Team Canada, and Abyss. They call out Monty Brown. Monty Brown joins Team Jarrett. Now, this is where Monty Brown's career took a turn for the worst. Because here's a guy who had all the potential in the world to take that title from Jeff Jarrett. And having him here ally with Jeff Jarrett basically stopped all the momentum that he had and put him in a group with just a bunch of guys who don't necessarily have a spot on the show but are going to be just lumped into this Planet Jarrett storyline just so you could showcase more guys. Monty Brown did not deserve that. I think Monty Brown deserved to be in the top echelon, fighting the t- fighting for the title, going against Jeff Jarrett, not aligning himself with Jeff Jarrett. I don't know. This just really didn't seem like it fit for him, and it did stop all the momentum that he had building up going for his number one contendership to go against Jeff Jarrett in the near future. That's not going to happen now. But while Jeff Jarrett's 
aligning the troops for his war against Team TNA. The lights go out. Sting's music hits. We get to Scorpion on the video package again. And then, on the ramp, we have Rhino, Team 3D, Christian Cage. They're going to be the troops to go against Planet Jarrett. And that's how we go off the air. So, Team Sting... Sting is coming in. He looks like he has an army, and that army's stacked. This is going to be really interesting to see where this goes, but honestly, I think that the story coming out of this was Monty Brown aligning with Jeff Jarrett. It just really did not sit well with me. Good impact, though. I, I enjoyed it. Not the best impact since we started. We've we definitely seen a lot better episodes, but good episode of impact. We're coming close to the end of 2005. We got about another two shows before 2006. So, this was a good episode. This is Making an Impact. Thank you so much for everybody who sticks with us. Thank you for subscribing to the show. And thank you for always following on Instagram at WrestlingDeloreanPod. Thank you for all the donators who donate to the Cash App. Money sign, Niro 2194 Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys. It is your donations that keep the show possible. Take care. Have a good week. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply.